Welcome, everybody, to our inaugural week of the CF Tesla Experiences podcast. I'm your host, Marty Carreras. Each week, Cody and I rebroadcast the CF Tesla live event, originally aired on YouTube, as a podcast to help you, our listeners, enjoy the weekly Q&A while on the go. If you'd love to hear owners' stories about their Model 3 or Model Y, or are new to Model 3 ownership, and listening to hear your questions get answered, then you've found the right place. This week's show is sponsored by Jada. We launched the Jada Hub giveaway this past Friday, and the giveaway sign-up is available through Friday, March 20th at midnight, Pacific Standard Time. A link to the product install and review on CF Tesla's YouTube channel is in the show description. As always, we remind you to join us to continue the conversation in our CF Tesla Experience Facebook group. This group is an extremely friendly, tight-knit community who share stories, ask questions, post pictures with their newly delivered cars, and enjoy a virtual online meetup happening literally 24-7 with members across the world. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Cody, take us away. Well, welcome everybody back to another week on our live chat. Today is a special one. We are very, very excited for today. Let me kind of give you a little heads up as to what uh, is exactly is going on today uh, before we dive into it. We've got a special guest here, if you guys have seen our community post. Uh, Peter Bernard. Peter is a 40-year veteran of the reporting industry, and uh, we're so we're pretty we're pretty excited to have him on here. We're going to be talking about all kinds of uh, neat things today. Peter was uh, recently went through the factory tour at uh, Tesla, as well as he got a rare opportunity to do a live shoot with Tesla. He's going to be telling us about here as well. So. We're looking forward to hearing from him today on that as well. So before we get fired up, guys, I want to take a quick minute and just thank all of our patrons. You guys have just been awesome for us. You know, we're putting forth a lot of effort to try to put out good content. And, you know, you guys have been a great support. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, if you guys want to support our channel, uh, we absolutely have a link down below every video. You guys can check us out. I uh, see if you want to be a part of it. Also, uh, those of you guys who have joined us on the Facebook group, uh, we've been growing. It's been a lot of fun. I know Marty puts together all kinds of amazing resources over there, and we're actually working on a kind of a bit of a content to have people get quick access, easy access to things they need to find out about their car and all that. A lot of good stuff coming on that side, too. So if you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, make sure you go down in the links below and uh, and join us up over there as well. So um, very, very cool. Very cool. So what we're going to do, we're going to be interviewing uh, Peter today. Uh, this is, again, he's been doing this his whole life. We're new to it. So uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll make it through this. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of funny uh, to talk to someone as, uh, as qualified as you, uh, but uh, we're going to do some Q and a after we're going to be watching live your guys' uh, comments through, as we go through this. And we're going to be trying to bring a lot of your questions into the, uh, the conversation. So if you guys do have a question uh, as you know, Marty's talking to Peter. Uh, I'm going to be watching for it. We'll bring those in and, and vice versa. Um, and then if we have some time later, we'll talk about uh, some, some different project experiences that we've had. So, so Marty, kick us off here. All right. Great, Cody. Great to be back. Peter, awesome to have you. Thank you very much again for reaching out and, um, and asking to, to be a part of this and sharing some of your stories here. But um, uh, Good to be here. Yeah, great, great, great. Um, hey, listen, before we get into um, a lot of the details about the, the factory tour, which is one thing I know a lot of us wanted to hear a whole bunch about, um, we thought we'd just start off by getting to know you a little bit. Um, you've been an owner of a Tesla for how long? How long have you had, have you had the Model 3? I bought mine April 23rd, 2019, and I know the day because I called in sick that day. I could not possibly <laughs> sleep the night before, drove over to Tampa and picked it up. So it's in April of last year, not even a year yet. Fantastic. So April 23rd, that means you snuck in with Hardware 3? 
I have hardware three. I have a neighbor yeah. across the way. He bought his a month prior. He has 2.5. He says he doesn't care, but I think deep down inside he does. <laughs> like, you know, you want to see all the representations when you're doing the full self-driving and all that. Unfortunately, he doesn't have it, but he loves his car too. It's a red one. I've got a blue one. Nice. Blue and uh, what, what color interior you got there? Oh, I had to go with the white seats. I nice. wanted to be different. Look, yes. Tesla is, is, yeah, there you go. Team white. Team white. <laughs> uh, buying a Tesla is a unique experience and having white seats is a unique experience. I have people come up to me and say, oh, they're going to get ruined. No, no, no. A little distilled water and a little cloth or a baby wipe. I know, uh, Cody, you use baby wipes. Works just yeah. fine. Perfect. Very good. Now, you're not new to the EV world, though, right? I mean, you've had you have had EVs in the past. I have. I don't know if you're going to consider a Prius an EV, but I'm kind. Of, it's a hybrid, so we'll let sure. that one slide. All right. And a Volt, not really an EV, but again, a hybrid. So I had that. So I had a Prius, a Volt. I had the BMW i3, and I had the Rex version, which is the range extender version. It's got a little three-cylinder engine in there. It gives you a little extra miles. And then after that, I went to the Bolt with a B. Why Chevrolet decided to go with Bolt and Volt, I don't know. But anyway, the Bolt loved the car, never gave me a day of problems. Um, has great tech in there. But when I was able to get the Tesla Model 3, I traded in my Bolt for a Tesla Model 3, and I haven't looked back. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So you've been uh, you've been away from the whole gas scene for quite some time. So that's that's good. Oh yeah, I love just passing <laughs> the pumps. And I, I look at them now, and our gas around here is under two dollars a gallon. So my mm. wife, with her big gas guzzler, it's not too uh, hard on the wallet to fill it up. But yeah, I, I don't miss those days. Okay. So now, um, you said you had some good tech in the Bolt, but um, but now with the Model Three, you have full self driving. I do not. I have autopilot, okay. which I added after the fact when I drove right. it off the lot. It didn't have it. I plunked down the $3,000 at work one day when, between stories, and when I drove home that night, my autopilot was engaged, and that was kind of cool that they did it while I was sitting at work, and I got it. But yeah, I don't have FSD. That's a $7,000 upgrade maybe someday. Yeah. Will it be for you since you have autopilot for that 3000 Is that how that works? When I go on my app on my phone and yeah. ask to uh, what I want to add, it says full self-driving, and it says seven grand. so... I don't okay. know. It, it it seems awful high after I've already spent three thousand on autopilot, but that's what they're saying. Yeah, that was a four or five. Okay. Um, now, now with that, with with the version you have, when you when you say you have autopilot, um, does that include like say changing lanes or or you know how far does it go? Is this pretty much? No, I have dynamic cruise control. Okay. Um, I have uh, lane keep assist, which I had even before autopilot, and sure. it will essentially drive for me, but not plot the course. So I can't okay. say, take me to Taco Bell and it'll take me there. I have to figure out where I want to go. It won't do the lane changing and all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. It's, I think it's about maybe 60% of what you guys with FSD have. No, but that's, that's interesting. I mean, even, even that, right. I mean, do you, do you find that you're still using it a lot though? Oh my goodness. Yes. St. Petersburg is a wonderful town just South of here. It's about a 30 minute ride. I get on highway 19, put it on autopilot. You know, you got to get, I always tell people autopilot's like babysitting a kindergartner. You just kind of <laughs> have to, yeah, you, you got to watch it a little bit. It's, it's good most of the time. Um, and, and I've seen videos on TV where it saved people's lives. So that gives me a lot of confidence with it. Um, I, I love autopilot. Um, one thing it does, I've noticed is if somebody turns in front of me way up down the road, I'm not afraid of them because I know I'm going the right yeah. speed that I'm not going to hit them. Autopilot sees that. And I get a, a kind of a massive break going down. So I anticipate that and you sure. take it auto autopilot or hit the accelerator. So it does not do that break thing. You know, that's a really interesting point. Um, you know, way, way back, you know, many, 
many, many, many weeks ago, <laughs> go to, you know, when we first um, kind of started talking about lots of different things, I remember that was one of the stories I was um, kind of explaining as well. And that um, learning to drive with autopilot is like learning how to drive it in a, a different kind of a car, right? Yeah, you got yeah. to have that feeling of, okay, it's time to take it out or, you know, I got to remember to put it back in. Um, and it's not exactly the same, but it's kind of like, you know, a scenario when if you learn how to drive manually, you went to automatic or you went from mm-hmm. automatic mm-hmm. to manual, right? There's different mm-hmm. little techniques that you learn. So it's, it's interesting. You oh, say yeah. that. It's, I love the dynamic on. cruise control because I think we can all, you know, raise your hand if you've done it. You're in stop and go traffic oh, and yeah. maybe something catches your eye. You're playing with the radio and the cars have stopped in front of you. And there's that panic. Ah, crap. <laughs> Autopilot. <laughs> And keep that, it keeps you that distance, and it's so nice and clean. And I, what I really like about it now is when the cars start to move in front of you, it aggressively goes. Yeah. You know, my previous cars that I had this kind of thing, it would sit there, and I feel bad about the people behind me saying, go, go, go. No, no, it takes yeah. off. Yeah. That's what I hate about my NDX. Hey, but, hey, you know, Peter, let me jump in. Let me ask you something before we get too far. One of, the, one of, our, uh, one of our, our viewers, uh, uh, Nick, he, he was mentioning that, that you know, 7K uh, for, the, for the upgrade, you mentioned it's 7,000 for you to get the full south drive, that it was pretty yeah. expensive. And I noticed you don't have it now. Do you feel it's too expensive to get? Do you feel like that's something you're going to jump in? Do you agree with what Nick's saying? If, if the stock market does better, I might do it. Um, 7,000 seems like a pretty steep cost for me to get what is right now not exactly finished. I, it, we all know it's in beta, and I know what they're promising. And I'm concerned that it's going to go up in price. Elon Musk himself has said it's 7000 now, but it'll probably go up in the future. So I could insulate me from price increases by doing it now. I've decided right now 7Gs, being a retired guy, I probably won't do it until I, I uh, see more benefit. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I think um, we're all anticipating some interesting things over the next couple of weeks, right? There's lots of rumors flying out there that oh, um, yeah, might, might be getting some. Although I got a, I haven't looked yet, but I got a, a notification. I have an update. Um, I just I haven't don't seen have eight. What in the world, man? <laughs> I'm sorry. Back in the, the Stone Age. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't looked on the look at, outside to look at it. I can't believe. Well, that. newsflash. You know, there's eight point. There's the the one that they pushed to us after the first of the year. And then there's the one eight, I can't remember the name, but there's another one after the, the update. Cause I think the one they pushed has been reported as being a little buggy. I've heard some talk. Yeah, about I've heard that. Going up. Up. Yeah. So now I think this is to maybe fix that. That's yeah. just a guess. I'm hoping, probably right. Maybe it'll just skip me right past the eight point, whatever point one. Cause I didn't even get that anyway. So mm-hmm. there you go. I, I don't have it either. All right. Um, okay. So now, so what, you know, you're going from, um, a bolt, right. to another, you know, that kind of a, a, an electronic vehicle into the model three. Um, what's one of the biggest surprises that really kind of caught you the, the day or two after you got your car? The tech is off the chains. Well, I say the bolt was fun. This is a tech lover's dream. Um, I have a friend across the street that says Tesla is a technology company that happens to build cars. I don't mm-hmm. necessarily agree with them, but this thing is un freaking believable. Um, I, I'm guessing I'm with friends when I say I wake up in the morning and I test, I, go, I fire up my app for Tesla and I see if there's an update. It is like Christmas every time an update comes through. And as you know, we all waited for version 10. When that came out, I, I couldn't wait to get in the car and try it out. And I read all the notes and I read all, go to the, uh, Cody's side and all the others that talk about these things. So I know what to look for. What are the positives? Very, there's never any negatives. I mean, it's it's like Christmas in July. So really, it's the tech. My Bolt supposedly was going to have over the OTA, over the air updates, never came through. Oh, really? Interesting. Never came through. Yeah, they may have it now, but I'm out of the Chevy world. 
um, that I'd have to take it into the shop to have my test, my uh, software updated. I'm getting it in my garage now. Yeah. What other car company can you say does that? And how about um, charging? What was the charging experience like with the Bolt versus what you have now with the superchargers and our network? Well, uh, I haven't used a supercharger yet because I haven't gone on a long-distance trip. I charge in my garage every time I come home. ABC always be okay. charging. I had a charge point charger in the garage. I have upgraded to a NEMA 1450. You can explain that to folks later if you want. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I didn't go with the wall mount thing. It's 500 bucks. I didn't think I needed to spend. This works just fine. I get 30 miles of power in the car for every hour of charging with a... 30 amp circuit and you need a little headroom 40 amp circuit 30 amps is what it draws um yeah. i noticed the cord gets a little warm and i understand that's normal but um the charging is uh, about the same i think that it, it, it charges about the same rate now the superchargers make a whole it opens up a whole new world correct sure. me if i'm wrong but there's over fourteen thousand superchargers across the united states and the car will plot your course where you if you if i wanted to go to washington dc or visit you guys in Washington or in Pennsylvania, the car will plot it and tell me exactly when I need to stop and how much my charge is going to be at each stop. And, and there, I understand some of the charging stations are fantastic. There's one in, I think it's called Kettleman, California. And yeah. they've got, yeah, they've got a, yeah. a, a, a latte bar and a lounge and TVs and Tesla stuff. Oh my God, this is incredible. I love it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Very good. Now, um, you know, the other thing I think is, is super strange about um, becoming a Model 3 owner is that all of a sudden you need car accessories that you never even thought about before. So <laughs> what's what's one or two favorite ones you've gotten that you, you kind of must-haves uh, that people need to get? All right. Some of them are, you might just consider them petty. One of the first things I bought was the glove compartment when it opens. If you've got any <laughs> amount of stuff in there, it'll kind of pour off into your lap. So I bought that little, I don't know, it was a $9 piece of plastic with a piece of tape on it, stuck okay. it down there. So now when I say, by the way, voice activated, open the glove compartment. You can explain that one later too, right? Um, the glove compartment opens and nothing falls out. I went for the weather strip um, across, on, on, the, uh, seal, on the roof. Um, some said that it quiets the car a little bit. I'm a little doubtful whether it does or not, but if I quiet it by a couple of DBs, I'm good with it. I put that in. Um, my thresholds, when you open your door, it says Model 3, really nice. I was worried about kicking that with my feet and maybe getting it dusty or, or scuffed up. So I put a plastic covering on that. And I bought the Flock Center, F-L-O-C-K-E-T, Flock Center thing that goes in the front center console so that I can have more usable storage space. I can pick it out, sure. and then in there are my USB connectors and all that. But I put that in there to hold stuff. Nice. Not, not real exciting. I'm not into the whole – I want the car to look – pretty much stock. I'm not into putting ground effects on. I right. may someday maybe do the mud flaps just to keep stuff from flinging up on the car, but my mm -hmm. car looks like it came off the factory for the most part. All right. Window tinting in Florida. You got to do that. Yeah. So, all right. So obviously you love talking about your car, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So what are, what are, what are some things you always want to make sure you bring up the, the people that are just, you know, they're like, you know, the kind of uh, individuals that are, that look at you and say, you have a Tesla. It's like, well, it's a hybrid, right? You want how much do you have to fill mm -hmm. in? So when you're talking yeah. with individuals that really have no clue about a Model Three or the or just mm -hmm. you know completely electronic vehicles, what are some of the things you always want to make sure you point out to them? I want to make sure that people know they come up to me and they'll say, "Well, what happens when you run out of electricity?" And I'm not trying to be snide with them. I say, "Well, what happens when your car runs out of gas?" I said, "I leave my garage every morning with a full tank. Let's put that in air quotes." You don't leave your house every day. Even driving back from the gas station, you're burning gas. So you've burned a little bit. So I like to reassure them that range anxiety is a thing of the past. I know, uh, Cody, you've got the Long Ranger. Um, so yeah. we get 
if I charged it up all full, I'd get 310 or 320 miles, somewhere around in there, based on the temperature and all that. So there is no range anxiety for me. I would gladly drive this car to Miami or Atlanta, and I, I would know I'm not going to run out of charge at the side of the road. That's one of the key points I, I stress to people when they talk to me. Nice. Okay. Now, speaking of talking to people, um, one of the things that I always w- was absolutely struck by when, when I kind of got into this, this bubble in this universe is this community, right? We've got a community here. We've got a bunch of awesome people that joined us online. We have the great Facebook group. Um, but in terms of um, in-person communities, are you involved in anything down in your area? I am. I am. There are meetups, which I have yet to go to because they're on Saturdays when I play tennis, but I'll, I'll get to one. They also have this driving on sunshine thing. And we also have EV events every year where people who have EVs, not just Teslas, but all of them, we get together and try to impart our knowledge to others. And they are invited to come and um, look at the frunk and look at the trunk and all the things. And um, we pretty much stand around and eat donuts and expect people to come up and talk to us about our cars. I love that stuff. So, yes, I do get involved with that, and I go to them whenever they have them. Um, they have the one up north in Newport Ritchie. There's one in St. Petersburg, uh, Largo, which is a place near. Um, we just kind of line up. And what's cool about it, too, is there's a lot of other Tesla drivers there, too. So it's yeah. kind of fun to compare notes and stories. Yeah, see what other people, what other accessories are. They've you know, kind of caught their eye. Maybe there's something neat to, to take take some notes on. Um, you know, yeah. something else that I've, I've, I've heard people do is um, – when they are, um, say, you have your car in for service, although we don't have to go in too much, but what if you end up in that situation? Um, uh, sometimes you end up kind of hanging out in the lobby there and talking to mm-hmm. some of the people that are shopping, right? And, yeah. Um, it's nice. I mean, I, I, I didn't do that personally, but, you know, when I went to a, the first time I went to a Tesla store, um, it would have been cool to actually talk to somebody that was an owner to kind of get a, you know, a perspective mm-hmm. of sort of real life, what it's like yeah. as opposed to, you know, well, a typical sales pitch. Right. And Marty, you know that um, when Tesla was uh, under the gun uh, last year and they were trying to make their quarterly uh, deliveries, uh, owners like you and me, I heard, were going into Tesla stores yeah. and, and helping, well, Tesla service centers where they make the deliveries and helping out. And I think that's really cool. They're not getting yeah. paid and they go in and they help the, the company out. So they, and people really, I would love to have had a Tesla owner there when I got my car. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll turn around and do the same thing. By the way, I went to a Tesla store about six months ago, ran into a guy who was on the fence. I gave him my referral code and he bought one and I got a thousand miles out of it. Nice. Good deal. Everybody wins on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, It's, that makes a whole bunch of sense. So, um, all right. So are there a lot of Teslas in your area then? Uh, there are not as many as in California. I reached uh, two weeks ago, as you know, I went to the Fremont plant and visited some relatives out there and there were Teslas all over the place. My hometown is Laguna beach and, uh, they were, uh, very plentiful out there. As a matter of fact, I start, stopped pointing them out to my daughter who was with me. I used to go, there's an X, there's an S, there's a three. We stopped yeah. doing it because there's so many. Around here, uh, not so many, but still uh, enough that it makes me proud that the people in Florida are adopting the EV thing. Yeah, very good. All yeah. right. So with that, you said something about the factory tour. So, uh, Cody, take us through that. Um, you know, and then, Peter, tell us about the, the factory tour uh, what that yeah, was I think all about. This is- this is something that I think a lot of people, you see it on, on the TV, you know, you, you read about, you know, the fact that there's this big factory out there, but not many people actually get the opportunity to go through it. So I think one of the, the questions I had before I actually got to go on the tour, and by the way, uh, those of you guys who are on the chat, do me a favor. Uh, it was mentioned that I might be a little bit laggy on my end. I am hosting the whole meeting from my computer. So if that's the case, you know, let me know and I'll see if I can fix it. But um, you guys are seeing me clear from your end over there. Yeah, very clear. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. So, so I think one of the biggest things when it comes to the factory is, you know, how, how does somebody go through the factory? Uh, and when you go into it, is it, you know, you, 
what is it like? Is it, what what makes it different than maybe another car factory? So kind of start from the beginning. Like how, how do you actually get to go on a car factory through the, the Tesla factory? Well, first and foremost, you have to be an owner. So if people are uh, watching this now and they're not an owner, uh, you have to buy a Tesla and then you will give them your VIN and you go to uh, an email and I wrote it down here somewhere. It's factory tours. I think you have a graphic for this. Factory tours at Tesla.com. Factory tours. Yeah, I'll put it up here on the screen if anybody wants to see it so you guys can there see it there. Excellent. And what I did is I uh, took a screenshot of the VIN that's on my um, – here. You know, okay, you see that. Let me – hold it up here and come back to me here. There's the VIN that's, maybe I shouldn't show this on TV, but anyway, there's the VIN there at the bottom of the app. You know what? People are so weird about the VIN. What are you going to do with the VIN? Anyway, so I gave them a screenshot of that. And um, I got an, a robo response that said, we need uh, three to five weeks lead time. We can't make uh, last minute uh, tour arrangements. And that was on a Friday. Monday, I got an email. You want to come Wednesday or Thursday? wow blow me down <laughs> so I, I said nice. thursday how about that so they arranged for two of us and i made the four and a half hour trip from my dad's house to the fremont we got a, actually a hotel overnight that pretty much overlooked the factory and um, i tell you we were on the uh, freeway there i think it's the nimitz freeway that it goes by the tesla plant when i finally saw it in the distance you'd think that i was seeing a celebrity i, I was like i could hardly drive <laughs> and i'm in this chevy i'm not a chevy i'm in a uh a Jeep Cherokee, Grand Cherokee, driving to the to the Tesla plant. And I'm thinking, oh, this this is so awesome. I couldn't wait till the next morning. <laughs> yeah. Well, so how I mean, so how long then? So you've got it. And that's that's awesome. So you got it. So one thing you got to be a Tesla owner. Okay, that's right. I, right. I didn't know that. My uh, I, I, I oh, see. There's. I think that's one thing. But also, if you know some of the works at Tesla, they can also get you in there. So if you happen to know most likely. Right. That is another way. My like my before we had a Tesla, we got to go through the task uh, the, the factory tour. And, uh, you know, just had someone that worked there just sent an email and, and got us in. So so there's there's probably a couple ways to, to do that if you know somebody, like a lot of things nowadays. And and uh, so but the other thing is, uh, how, lo- so how long did you have to wait? Did you just kind of send out the email um, and then you got a notification right back or? Uh, um, I got the robo notification on a Friday. On a Monday, they said, you're in, pick a day, Wednesday and Thursday. I picked Thursday at 11 o'clock made the arrangements to stay in a hotel, um, made the trip up there. We got there early. They had said that parking's at a premium. And as you know, I, I don't know how many people work at that plant, but it's thousands. And they take up almost every spot. And I was driving around. It said, use our complimentary shuttle. Well, I couldn't see a shuttle. So we drove around, drove around. Finally, um, I saw a valet and I said, oh, I'm just going to give the guy $10. He'll park this car. I said, hey, we're here for the tour. And he goes, oh, no, no, go around the fence here. And those are reserved spots for you. They took out an A-frame thing. Pull right in. And I, and I was taking pictures. And that's funny. The guy in the parking lot, you want me to take a picture of you? And I say, you do this a lot? And he goes, every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's a showroom. Yeah, there's really, they're really nice. There's a showroom there just like you would see at any Tesla store. So they've got the power wall, um, the, the solar tiles, and all that kind of stuff in there. And, of course, Model 3. Yeah, okay. All right. That's a picture of me on the right. That's my brother, yeah. Tony, in the middle, and my daughter on the left, right in front of the Tesla factory. And that's the main factory right there. And then behind my shoulder there, that is the Tesla showroom. All right, that's another shot looking out the showroom. And you can see, and that's inside. There's the Model 3 sitting there. Um, it has black interior, and it has the standard wheels, I believe. I can sell from here. And that little check-in spot there, that's where you come in, and they check your name off. And, uh, by the way, I added my brother at the last minute, and they said okay, which is contrary to what they normally uh, allowed. Uh, I saw a, a pair of people come in and they said they had a third person that wasn't on the list and they wouldn't let them through. They said, for security, we can't let you through. They issue you these 
You get them right next to the camera. Earplugs. I think that's an OSHA requirement. I, I found it kind of stupid because it really wasn't that loud in there. But <laughs> yeah, they, the didn't, way, uh, they didn't give those to us. What's that? Yeah, they didn't. They didn't give those to us. Oh, maybe they got caught or something. I don't know. I think those are Tesla red, and I can't throw them away, so I'm keeping them. <laughs> <laughs> so they uh, they give you those earplugs, and um, they invited us to watch a little video before we went in that talked about how they're really big on safety and. Make sure if you're doing a walking tour, stay on the path and stay with your tour guide. Well, that was all out the window because we took a little funny train. We sat two by two. I think there were maybe 20 of us with a guy in the front with an ear, with a headphone and a microphone and speakers above our head. And he would give us the talk about what's going on and what we're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that interesting, too, that when you go to go inside the tour, they get you all lined up in that hallway. Right. You can't just yeah. go in. They get you in the hallway. They say, go to the bathroom now. So everyone right. waits for everyone to go to the bathroom. Then you all right. have to go in at once. Like it's very, very protected. No phones. No nope. nothing. Go right. in there. Well, they so, yeah. allowed us to take. They didn't do any searching. They said no photographs. And by the way, in that hallway, they had a picture of the is it the Starman that's in that um, in the roadster that's in space. And they said uh, it's done how many miles around? It's got many miles yeah. on it. If that was kind of cool. And every time a door, the door would open to the factory, we'd hear all the clanging and stuff going on. And that yeah. got my adrenaline going. I said, well, we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. One tip to definitely remember before I forget to, to do it. If you're going to go through the factory tour, make sure you don't go when they're on lunch. It's kind of like going to the zoo whenever all the animals are sleeping. Like, like, oh, okay. there. <laughs> the zoo at two o'clock. <laughs> yeah. It's huh. just like, it doesn't work. Um, you know, so, so make sure that you go and things are moving. Um, it made a big difference because we went through the first time we're like, this is lame. And then the next time mm -hmm. it was great. So, so Peter, um, and Marty, you've never been to the tour factory, right? No. Okay. So, yeah. So what, what would you say, uh, was like, you know, I guess something that really struck you, like something that really stood out about this factory, maybe versus another one you've been through, a car dealership? Well, being a, a Tesla fanboy, I have seen all the videos of the Tesla factory, so I kind of knew what to expect with all the robots they've brought in. Some of the yeah. larger robots, by the way, are named after Marvel comic heroes. Um, they had, uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, I, I, I was struck that by the fact that when the cars come after stamping, and you know what, they have these giant machines that come in and stamp out the aluminum. Mm -hmm. After stamping, then they get stacked all over the place. And um, there's robots that take things from one place to the other. These, they are, there's robotic little uh, carriers that take the parts around. Now, some people are driving um, forklifts to do this stuff. But uh, I saw a lot of cars that they call bodies in white. You heard that term? Mm -hmm. I didn't hear that term. Okay. Body in white is a car that is maybe 20% assembled, but it hasn't been painted. And there are not, there's nothing put on it, no electronics. And they would go by us, and it just looks like a, a shell of a car, like something you'd see maybe in you know, like a, a, a lot in the Bronx where they bombed out a car. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a, mm -hmm. a big white nothingness before they've even touched it. And I couldn't even tell what model it was. And they were building wow. S, X, and 3 there, and I couldn't tell what it was. So that yeah. was kind of cool. And by the way, the stamping machine is oh. huge. They, they said it's like six stories tall, and three of them are underground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, hey, wow. I think one of the things that you might touch on this in a second, but – I mean, yes, you see a lot of the robots that you can see on YouTube and stuff. But wouldn't you agree, though, the thing that you you can't fully grasp through watching TV is the sheer size when you're inside of there. What did you say, 37 Costco's? 36 Costco's large. And they have filed some kind of permitting to double the size of the thing. So 
they're already started. I know they're making the Y because we've all seen him come off the line and people are getting their deliveries now, but they didn't show us the Y production, but I knew it was right there. But I think they've pretty much used pretty much all the plant. So I think when they start building Cybertruck, they're going to have to bust out some walls and build it elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was, it was really cool. And, you know, my son was with us when we went through the tour. My son, you know, he's at that age, he's seven years old, where he's, you know, looking all over. And when, when you see the cars, the big robot that grabs the car and puts it on the second story, oh, yeah. my word. Like, we actually, the, the driver of the, the train actually stopped so Devin could watch it a little bit longer, and no one had a problem with it, of course. Oh, yeah. He did it for us, too. He says this one here likes to show off a little bit. And um, it picked yeah. it up and moved it over. As a matter of fact, in Elon Musk's uh, interview about that, that, by the way, the whole factory is built in like a giant U. So it goes down for um, major, uh, well, he had a name for it, and then it makes a turn. And when it makes that turn and that robot has to pick it up and puts it on a table, the table spins around, then another robot picks it up and puts it down and it goes back. He thinks that's a waste of time. They want to have one robot that picks it up, spins it around, and puts it down and get rid of the table and the second robot because those robots are very expensive. So that, that's one thing that hit me there. Um, the stamping area, by the way, they said that the dies that come down, some of the parts have to be stamped four times because they tend to spring back. They hit it, and it kind of springs back, so they bring in a second die and hit it again and hit it again and hit it again, and then finally it comes out. By the way, yeah. something that I, I thought was kind of cool, they said we don't take it to the paint shop because there's certain deodorants that affect the paint and cause it not to adhere. Axe deodorant being one of them. They said, we don't take you back there because of certain deodorants um, having a bad effect on the paint. <laughs> wow. Really? Axe yeah. deodorant, killer of Teslas. <laughs> Go figure, <laughs> huh? <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, so kind of following up with what you just said, and you might, you might have already answered this good enough, but we all, mostly most of us that are Tesla enthusiasts have seen uh, the YouTube, YouTuber Marquise Brownie. Um, and he did an, an amazing job, obviously, going through there, something that you know, those other of us on YouTube only dream about doing, of course, yep. Um, yep. you know, with Elon itself. And so he did an incredible job showing it. You know, is there anything you would want to kind of build off that or something that, that, that you noticed as well? Like, well, that there were things that he didn't show that I noticed going through. There's a glassed-in area that is kept at 56 degrees, I'm told. And we could look in, we drove by, or with that little train thing, and they said that they're in there doing measurements and we could see a robot with a little pin coming off of it, some kind of a real pointy thing, going through and doing some kind of a measurement real slow. And it's always cold in there. And they, I think that's so that they, the heat doesn't affect what the robots are doing. So that was yeah. kind of cool. Um, let's see here, I'm trying to think of something else. The model, the, 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 uh, we couldn't go to the paint shop. Oh, um, some of the robots are actually mounted up on the ceiling instead of coming down like this and doing stuff. And um, he jokingly called those robots. Robots, yes. That was a, yeah. that was our, our guy got us that joke too. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, he said that they borrowed some of their um, technology from SpaceX, uh, obviously a sister company. So he would say, over here, we've got this, that, and the other, and we borrowed that technology from SpaceX, which I thought was cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, one thing that surprised me too, before we move on to our next, uh, our next topic here was, and this is probably in all car factories, but this is my first factory I've ever been through was how close everything was happening to each other. The robots like were like less than inches apart as they're swinging things around. But of course, nothing ever touches, but mm -hmm. you, it looks like it's going to, and they utilize right. that space immensely. And yeah. you think about it, that size of a building that you think, oh, they're going to have tons of space. No, that place is packed. Every single inch is used in that place. It is yeah. unbelievable. You kind of get yeah. that feeling? You know what's neat, Cody and Marty, is that they actually, you know, we talk about robots, 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 but there were plenty of people out there mm -hmm. doing jobs. I was listening to the video that you mentioned earlier 
um, about Marquise. And there's certain things like putting a hose from one thing to the other. The robot can't figure out where that hose yeah. goes. He says they've tried and it'll miss and miss. It takes a person to come out, attach that hose. And we saw people on little mobile chairs that were running around and getting underneath the Model Xs and attaching uh, wiring harnesses and things like that. And they had it very well lit. We, I noticed there were LED lights, really bright white LED lights, so they can see what they're doing and get real close and, and do a good job. Yeah, and, and, you know, it's interesting because the glue they use on those cards, which I thought was interesting. You hear about the, that just a, a quarter size amount of glue dabbed on the top of a Model 3 can stick mm-hmm. it to a ceiling and it won't fall. Like, that's how powerful the glue is they use on that Model 3. And yeah. that was done pretty well. You know, there's little nuances that I picked up on. Um, they brought in food trucks for the factory workers, and we went by an area where it was kind of a outdoor spot, and we could see the food truck back there, and then there were places where they could um, buy sandwiches and coffee and sodas and things like that. And I don't know if this is true, but he said on the tour, he says, you can come back here and sit with the Tesla guy and, um, and, and join us for lunch. I can't imagine them letting you through the door and saying, I'm going to go have lunch with the Tesla guys. I don't know if he was just being funny about that. But anyway, I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Peter, let's move on to the film shoot, because, I mean, that's something like I think it's pretty unique experience you got to do. First of all, like, like what is it? <laughs> There's an Amber alert coming through. All right. Oh, um, <laughs> there was, yeah, I silenced it. There is um, a company in Tampa that put a notice out on Facebook, the local Facebook um, site, that they needed Model 3 owners to, to participate in a video shoot um, about autonomous driving. And they were looking for black ones specifically. So I didn't respond at first because mine's blue. And then I saw that a couple of days later, they were needing more Teslas. And I said, look, I'll do it. But heads up, mine's blue. And they said, hey, would you mind doing it? He got, called me and he says, we're going to close a major portion of the Selman Expressway. It's called the Leroy Selman Expressway. Tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we have it for two hours. So they closed off a toll road and um, had us all go up. There were nine of us. And um, they had us drive back and forth at, in a formation. We had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I was uh, T4 with my walkie. I had a walkie-talkie. And they said, uh, <laughs> T4, we need you to move up. So anyway, uh-huh. we, we put it in autopilot, and we, we made the uh, spacing one car length apart. And we would drive, and they would shoot us with a drone and shoot us with a camera that was marked in, in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, like a big, it's a jib, it's called. And so they would have us go back and forth and back and forth. It was it was way cool. There's some pictures you have, I know. So do you want to show some? Yeah, we'll throw some pictures up there. Um, cause yeah, I think that it's uh, just seeing all those all those cars on a road uh, that doesn't have um, people on it. Other cars, just a bunch of Teslas. It's pretty cool. Like, what's going yeah. on here? All right, um, I'm the one on the left. I'm the blue one on the left, and that's where we're preparing to take a shot. Um, that other shot you had up there for a second was the camera crew, and he had some kind of a, a gimbal arrangement so that he could didn't have to support the entire weight of the camera. That thing above his head has a cable attached that attaches, yeah, right there, right to the camera. Cool. And he would walk around with that thing, and um, and that's the, the director to the left and a production assistant there to the right. They were they were very cordial to us. There was no payment involved. I just volunteered to do it. There's some other shots we have too. Uh, we would go back and forth on this highway, and I must say it was very odd to be on a closed stretch of highway that is a main thoroughfare from the Brandon area of our area into Tampa and, um, and have it all to ourselves. That's, that's me on the right there. This far right. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. It's looking yeah. mine. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. 19 inch wheels with the uh, upgraded wheels and all that stuff. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's from my, obviously the, my inside and I'm looking at the camera guy walking. Um, they mm-hmm. put another one in front of me eventually. Um, so there would be one that I was T4. So you count them across and I was on the left there. Wow. So how long did, how long was it? Like how long did you guys get that road to yourselves? About, well, we, get, we got there early cause they wanted to make sure we all got checked in and, um, they, and they, 
they had a they had a guy that was kind of wiping down our cars and i'm thinking you know moi <laughs> my, my car does not need a wipe down but anyway they're wiping them down they wanted them all to be clean and they put black tape oh, on our you. license plates <laughs> so that we all look and let me tell you this is the funny part it's supposed to be about autonomous driving and of course they're not going to send nine teslas down the way you can't do it without a driver so they asked us to keep our hands on the lower part of our steering wheel so that they could make it look like there was no one driving and they asked us to wear dark clothes specifically black so mm. that they could go back and touch it up and make make it look like no one was driving yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to see how they do this. <laughs> yeah, well, what's the what's it for? Like, what's the purpose of this video? They weren't real specific up front, but I've since learned afterwards that it's some kind of a Netflix show that's going to run during the Super Bowl on autonomous driving. Um, Tampa has been on the forefront of testing autonomous vehicles, not necessarily just Teslas. And this particular mm -hmm. road has been one where they've done it before. You, you know what LiDAR is? You've heard that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. They've had cars with the LIDAR going. I know Tesla doesn't like it, but um, and they've taken, run back and forth and back and forth. Elon Musk doesn't like it. I'm, somebody mentioned yes, LIDAR in the news conference once. Yeah. He went ballistic. But anyway, um, so they go back and forth and they're testing it because it's a good place because during the midday, it's less driven and people won't get mad that the road's closed. So that's what it's for, supposedly. Huh. Okay. Very good, man. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, so I think Marty, um, you had a couple more questions. Uh, yeah, you know, as we as we kind of wrap up here, right? I mean, Peter, when you look back on on you know your your you know coming up on a year here of ownership, um, yeah. about a, about another month and a little bit. Um, what would you give one piece of advice for all the new owners out there? We saw you know I saw Jim and a number of other people that are that are in the chat there. Um, mm -hmm. So what's new owners? What what's piece of advice you really want to leave them with? I would say get involved with the Tesla community. Go to the meetups. Yeah. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channels. You've got CF Tesla. There's a bunch of them out there. Uh, like Tesla Kim does a good job. There's a bunch of Tesla owners out there who have taken it upon themselves to share their experience and give you tips. And you can learn a lot because there's a lot to learn on the car. The, I would say the learning curve is, is a little steep, but you'll get it. It's not going to be something you can't get over. So uh, YouTube is, is incredibly good. Um, Facebook is incredibly good. And then in person, I go to the car shows, the electric car shows, and talk about stuff. There's people who will give you tips about things like at this shoot we did recently, they said to me, uh, set your car to one car length and turn on your autopilot. I couldn't get it to do it because I had my brake on. You have to take your foot off the brake if you're parked and, and do it. I look, so I learned something, you know, and you learn little nuances all the time. And I would say when you get those updates, read those notes. Now, some of them don't pertain to you if you don't care about Japanese language or Korean language stuff, skip that part, but read them in. And then if you've got any questions, you can go to YouTube or Facebook and ask people, somebody will answer you. I, I make it a habit of going online and trying not to be, you know, snipey about stuff. If somebody asks a question that I've been asked a million times, Hey, they just got their car. They don't know it. Yeah. Be nice. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what our group is for, for sure, too. Absolutely. Yep. Um, all right. So how about um, somebody that's, that's right on the fence, right? They're thinking about it. They haven't totally taken a leap yet. Um, you know, maybe, you know, I could imagine, you know, me back in November, right on the edge of, you know, my brother's brother's telling me I got to get one and I'm sure he's trying to figure out, uh, do I really mm -hmm. want to do it? What, what, what puts me over the edge? What gets me to definitely <laughs> say, you know, I, this makes sense? Marty, it's a simple answer. I always tell people, if you drive an electric car, even if it's not a Tesla, if you want to drive an electric car, you'll never go back to your ICE car again, yeah. internal combustion engine. You'll never go back to it again. They are dinosaurs. My daughter is 23. I foresee in her lifetime that we're going to laugh that you had to go to a gas station and put gas in your car. The pickup, the tech, the technology inside, 14 speakers, the subwoofer, immersive sound. 
Everything about it is just so amazing that I so the, the short answer for you is I say, drive one and then come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go drive one in a... I didn't go drive one, but I also wouldn't didn't want to go drive one until I knew I was uh, all lined up with the finances because I knew I was going to want to get it that next day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I got one so, for you, Peter. Before yeah. before we let you be, go forward here, I, I got to ask you this because I today just alone through all the different social media that I'm involved in, three different people asked me how to convince my wife that uh, to get a, a model oh. three because I mean okay. obviously it's a massive purchase and there's two mm-hmm. people involved in these big purchases and I know um, you know we got this big thing going on right now about me getting the model wife we get to 2,000 likes <laughs> which by the way you guys we still need like four or five hundred more like almost like you guys don't want me to get the why but this is actually this is actually my wife's idea I was gonna just buy it she's like no make a challenge out of it so like mm-hmm. yeah. got 2,000 be doable in a week I was wrong um, well what I was in a I was in a peculiar circumstance in that after 40 years of broadcasting and 18 years at my last station, um, my wife said, look, for your, uh, for your retirement, why don't you get something nice? And she knew that I'd been coveting Teslas for a long time. As a matter of fact, back in 2015, I went to Fort Myers and I found a supercharging station. I think I sent you that picture. I don't know if you had a chance to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stood in front of the charging station kind of looking like, eh. And I had a Chevy Volt with a V shirt on, which is what I was driving at the yeah. time. Yeah. And uh, so she knew I've long coveted them. And when the, when the Model 3s first came out, we would spot them here and there. And she'd say, oh, I think that's a Model 3. And I'd have to look and squint because the front kind of looks like the S from a distance. But, you know, the newer S. Um, so finally, uh, when, when it became time for us to do it, I just she said, go, go do it. And I went to the place over in Tampa and, and I'm, I'm here. I said, look, I'm on the phone with her. I said, look, I'm about ready to pull the trigger on $53,000. Are you cool with this? <laughs> he goes, do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. Uh-oh. But you know, it, it actually, I mean, it goes back to a point that um, I think it was uh, the, the, a little further up back up in the chat, you was asking a question, you know, um, you know, it's a serious question. It's like, how, how do you, you know, get to a point where you can afford one? And I think it's, um, it's a really interesting question to ask. And um, you know, what I would say to that is when you're looking at the price, right. It's, it's very natural for, you know, to approach the, the purchase of, a, of the Tesla just like any other car. And, and you should, because at the end of the day, there's a monthly payment to be made. Um, but it is really, really important to look at it in context of what the overall cost of a car is and do that over the course, over the course of three years, do it over the course of five years. Um, and I think you'll be really, really surprised when you really are honest in terms of what the actual costs are for a traditional car, even, even like a Honda Accord, right? Something that gets good, decent, you know, 30 miles a gallon. Um, you know, a good solid car, um, mm-hmm. add, you know, that plus gas plus the maintenance that just you have to do over a course of a, an, an extended warranty, right? Because typically you buy a car uh, or if you lease it for three years and then you buy it, you're going to get an extended warranty. Add up all those costs, put it over yeah. a five-year period. And all of a sudden you're going to realize that if, you know, you're, you're, you're in the point where you're trying to save up to get a Model 3, um, the Standard Range Plus is a, an absolutely phenomenal car. It's a phenomenal vehicle. And the actual cost over a five-year period for Standard Range Plus as compared to um, a decently equipped Honda Accord is almost the same. So wow. it's, it's actually pretty surprising when you put the dollars next to each other and are, and are kind of fair in your analysis. Yeah, um, Marty, I think it's uh, very important, too, that we don't gloss over the maintenance thing, too. It used to be Tesla asked you to bring your car in once a year. Now they say they don't even need to do that. So there's no uh, air filters. Um, except for the cabin, you know, there's the yeah. cab. So there, there's no uh, oil changes. There's no exhaust. There's no spark plugs. There's no camshaft. You know, in the moving... Uh-
in a, in a Tesla, I think, what is it, 30 moving parts? I mean, somebody's going to correct me on this. But in a, in a piston car like we have in the garage here, the ICE car, it's much more than that. There's much yeah. more that can go wrong. So it'd be my choice. Yeah, well, you saw a lot of people in the chat right now. They're definitely, uh, you know, a couple people mentioned that they've ordered it. Uh, you know, was that Robbie Duke? Uh, just you mentioned that they just got it in order. I think a lot of people are ordering this right now. It's going to be a pretty hot thing. I would love to get it. I'll probably end up getting it. But, you know, some, I didn't see who actually said it on here, but someone on the chat uh, said that there were six, six, one, uh, two, yeah, uh, let's see here. Uh, what is that? Oh, uh, Varti Incorporated. So basically 61225 and the people behind them didn't have enough space. So I think that that's going to be uh in pe- tall people like I'm I'm 61 not 220 but I'm 61 and mm-hmm. the people behind me um in my car like definitely kids have enough room but I think that's a big point uh for people with the Y is that they it's all space cuz if it's not for space why are you buying the Model Y? I think that's what a lot right. of people have to come right. to what am I paying for for the other 10 grand? So that's something right. that, that a lot of people have to really think about. Otherwise, you're right. basically buying the three. From the front, you're driving the Model 3. It is. It is. Now, I asked at the Tesla plant, I said, why aren't you making the Y on the three production line? And the guy said, it won't fit, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. I think it's wider or longer or something like that. But you're right. And also, I think it's a viable alternative if you're kind of coveting the X, but it's out of your price range. The Y is definitely uh, the way to go. Yeah. So, Peter, yes. I'm curious, too. Did you um, ever consider getting a used S or a used X? As compared to Model 3? I, I did. I went to a, the Tesla shop, and I looked at them, and I measured it, and it would barely fit in my garage. That thing huh. was long. Yeah. Interesting. I have a freezer okay. in the garage, and I would have to take the freezer. It's a huh. mobile car. I'd have to move it. Um, but then, I, again, I didn't want a used car. I, I love driving off a lot, and no one else has smoked in it or eaten in it or, you know, yeah. crackers, crackers all over the place. You know, I've got a yeah. strict rule in my car, and that is no eating or drinking. Got it? <laughs> Yeah, that's an accessory you need to get. I have a little trash can on the back, the back, uh, the back passenger seat. Um, oh yeah, that's a cool little accessory. I, again, uh, I've had cars for I don't know twenty something years. I never had a trash can in it, but you know, I get the Model Three, and all of a sudden I need a trash can, and I actually love it. <laughs> I don't want to encourage any bad behavior. Take your, it's like a park. Take what, take what you, what you bring in, take out. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, tell that to the three kids in my back seat. Yeah, right. you know. I don't you know. Here's the thing. I've, I've had a lot of companies trying to send me the garbage cans, but you know, kind of things. But I'm like, well, hold on. I got about 70 different other parts we're going to be giving away and doing on before we get to the garbage can. <laughs> uh, one thing we're going to do really soon, here that's really exciting, is uh, we got a new channel sponsor for all the uh, motorized front and trunk lifts and everything. And so um, we're going to be doing some cool stuff with that coming up too. But uh, um, why don't we, Marty, I don't know if you have any more questions or do you want to kind of take a little switch for the last few minutes and talk a little about some of that stuff? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Cody, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, any of these um, accessories you've been, you've been firing these out every week, right? Um, and uh, you did a, uh, an impression video when you got, when, when you, um, when you did the giveaway with the, the, the wireless charger. Um, but I'm curious about some of the other ones you've had for a little while longer in terms of how they're yeah. lasting and, how things are still working out, like you know the um, you have the automatic trunk, well the you know the pistons that go up in the trunk don't hit you in the face. Those things yeah. are they are they still lasting for you? Yeah, so a couple of things about all this. Uh, so obviously today we dropped the Jetta Hub. Um, that's the one out. So make sure if you guys haven't already entered that, that is one of the worldwide items we do use. So make sure you're part of that giveaway. Um, all you got to do again is subscribe to our channel, like our stuff, join us on Facebook. You know, be part of that world, um, and you can get in there. Uh, but but. One thing I want to say on that real quick is that we already have uh, an, a really good, a lot of people give me really good comments on that one that 
I had complained that my only negative thing about that was that there's two USB-A ports on the front and then two USB-C. I had so many people say, just get an adapter for the USB-C to A ports and they can make them all USB-As. And so that eliminated my other hub. So all you guys who, who left that comment, there's probably 10 or 11 of you. Thank you. I already ordered them and they're going to be part of the one week review uh, when that comes up next Friday. So thanks on that. But, but back to your point, let's go back and talk about the front lifts again, because not the motorized lifts, but... That we've done the, the the trunk where you press the button and it automatically springs up, and then the front, the trunk's still 100%, no problems. It, it, and you know what? You just gotta, as long as you kind of get used to the ninja moves, you gotta pull to get out of the way. It's really not that dangerous. Uh, it op- it opens up just fine. The the front though, um, I got some beef with it. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, for the first you know week, there was no problems. I mean, it opened up every single time but i don't know what it is i don't know if like if tesla has some kind of like a, a, a the the release mechanism just holds on longer um you know or something because uh when i press it most of the time now it'll just it would just pop open it won't lift and if i tap it then it'll lift and then if i shut it and open it for the next 30 times it'll work perfect from all the way shut and open so i'm not sure what exactly is going on there I, i'm talking to the company about it trying to get a resolution to this to, to figure it out um, cause that's kind of what, you know, the point of doing the, the reviews and installs on this is to figure out, you know, what are the shortfalls of these and what are the, some of the solutions. So that's something that's kind of on the fence right now, um, in terms of that one, um, still love it. I mean, it's, it's when it does work, it's really cool. And then for a while after, you know, it's, it's, it does work pretty well. Um, you know, so what, what other one are you thinking of Marty, uh, that came up lately? Well, how about that, uh, front organizer though? That thing's pretty cool. Yeah. You're still using it? Uh, yeah, we Me, use yeah. it all the time. Like, we, we never use the frunk. Um, and I mean, I put my briefcase in there, but some of you guys, <laughs> some of you guys beat me up. We're like, Cody, what the heck are you talking about? That is not the safe place to put your, to put your stuff. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. You know, I got, when you get thinking about it though, of course there's gotta be a release in there somewhere. Otherwise, you know, you can lose all your, your junk in there. But, um, but yeah, no, we, we've been putting groceries in there, food in there. Uh, just grab that thing, carry it in the house. It's actually been really nice. Um, to, to have for that. So the front organizer has been, a, been a, an awesome feature. But one thing that's coming to the channel soon is the front cooler. And that's going to be interesting uh, one to play with. So yeah. apparently this company's got a cooler and it fits all in there nicely. So I'm going to have all kinds of fun stuff to put inside that thing in the video. We'll see what all I can handle. But yeah, um, but yeah so, so a lot of big stuff coming, definitely. Uh, products in the past, Gotta remember, guys. When I bought my Model Three, um, I didn't have a YouTube channel, um, so I put on like tw- it's like almost twenty accessories before I even started the channel. So when we get the Model Y, we'll be able to go through a whole new series starting from scratch again um, on a lot of that kind of stuff. But but yeah, no, yeah. I mean I think you spend the kind of money in the car, uh, you've got to put a few things on it to protect it. Um, but of late, they've been pretty awesome. Yeah, good deal. All right. One other question that came up, um, Alvarado, you, um, you had asked this question and we, we talked about this. We had a chance to talk about this a little bit last time, but it's always good to, to revisit it just a little bit. And that is, um, you know, people uh, often ask the question around um, having some concerns potentially with respect to uh, paint quality and, you know, how, how it's able to hold up in car washes. Um, you know, it, it's, that's a, a personal choice you make as to, you know, what kind of car wash you're going to go through and all that. But one thing I would say, uh, and I mentioned this last week too, is that, um, again, had cars for however many years. I never really paid too much attention to washing my car on a regular basis. Um, and again, I don't know whether it's just because I bought this car and I just like it a whole lot more. But what I do find is I, um, I do end up washing the car once a week. But here's the thing. I don't use a hose. 
And that's why I hated washing my car all the time is getting the hose out. Um, you know, kind of water was getting all over the place, soap all over the place. It just wasn't something I enjoyed doing. Um, so if you come out to our Facebook group, there's a couple mentions of this product. Um, the one I, I particularly use, but it's called Optum, Optimum um, No Rinse. And um, it's a, you know, kind of a, it comes in a, you know, like a blue, it's a you know, blue chemical looking stuff. Drop it into a, a simple bucket of water. And um, it really helps to um, allow you to do what's called a two bucket wash. So you pretty much put, you know, about uh, six gallons of water in each bucket. Um, and in one bucket, you've got the, the, the solution that's um, uh, uh, kind of mixed up with the water. Um, you take a spray bottle. There you go. Awesome. O-N-R it's called. You take a spray bottle and spray that on there. And it, um, it literally pulls the dirt off the paint. It's awesome. And um, then you can get like a, maybe a sponge or a, um, a, a um, kind of a wash mitt. Um, dip that into the, the, the gallon of water there um, and use that to, to really kind of wash down the car and then use the other bucket to do the rinse. Um, and when you wring it out, because the ONR is, is kind of pulling the dirt with the water, it's literally pulling the dirt off of the, uh, the wash mitt. Um, so you can do another panel and another panel. And then the other thing that's important about that is using uh, microfiber cloths to kind of follow yourself, right? So you kind of wash it down, get a microfiber cloth and dry it off, get another one to kind of, you know, do it one more time. And you would think, you know, people would think you're washing, you're waxing your car every week. Um, and it's, it's simple. It takes maybe a half hour, 45 minutes to go around the car, including getting the tires and the, or excuse me, the wheels done. Um, and that's how you keep the car clean. Um, so there's really no excuse for keeping this car clean. You can save yourself a ton of money by not having to go to a car wash by getting that stuff for like, I don't know, 20 bucks or something off Amazon. So is that's my advice. There. The car is, is there a point when the car is too dirty? In, in you, I, you I don't know. I mean, I, I, um, when I did one of my last road trips, um, coming back from Columbus, Ohio, back into Harrisburg, it was about about a six hour drive and it was a nasty day, right? It was just one of those nasty, like, you know, rainy, misty kind of crappy winter days. Um, and I, my car was absolutely filthy. Um, next day I got up and, and I kind of went through that whole process I just talked about. And by spraying it first, that gets the, you know, kind of gets it working a little bit to pull the dirt off the paint. And then you wash it down with the wash mitt. Um, it came right off. So no, I, I I didn't experience that there was a. I mean, maybe if you go through like a you know a, a mud pile or something, it'd be too much. But um, but no, nah, it was normal washing was great. I got a washing tip for you. Okay, go ahead, Peter. I, I don't have a dog in the hunt, so I don't have. This is not a monitor thing. There's a product that I bought that I like, and again, I don't have a dog in the hunt at all. So if you buy it, I don't care. It's Hydrosilex. It's like a self-done ceramic yeah. coating. Yeah, that's uh, good. I've put four or five coats on my car and it tends to make it so that all I need to do, as long as it doesn't rain and I get a bunch of crap on there yeah. is I use a California car duster just to get the pollen off and some of the oh, stuff. There you go. Pretty darn good. Yeah. Nice. And I bought, by the way, per your recommendation, I bought this stuff. Do you <laughs> use it yet? I, I've used it. Yeah. I use it only for like between major washes. If I've got some stuff on the side, I'm really yeah. careful though because I think you could really scratch your paint if you don't get the major stuff off first. Fair, yeah, that's yeah. true. So if you do it every Question week, most of the time. Buy, where do you buy this stuff? Do you buy it on Amazon? Amazon. This, yeah, I bought the Hydrosilex on Amazon and this too. And Hydrosilex also, again, not a dog in the hunt. They make the stuff that you can put on your tires and make it nice and black, and it lasts more than a week. <laughs> I bet what we could do, Marty. I bet I could reach out to them and uh, get a discount code if we talk about it on the channel. Um, yeah. So if people want to get this product, I bet I could get it for you guys cheaper. Um, so stay tuned on that. I'll write them. Um, so far, I've been 100 percent for that. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure they they will. Um, but anything we can do to save money for our viewers, we definitely want to do it. Isn't that right, Marty? Absolutely. There's the hydrosilex, by the way. Nice. All yeah. right. 
Good deal. All right. Again, thanks for that tip. That's awesome. That's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah. And you get a, kind of a ceramic coat. Yeah, we have cool. we have to just acknowledge really quick, uh, Wendy, man. It sounds like she. Where, where are you stuck? You're stuck in Denmark. <laughs> They're on a 22 wow. or 2300 kilometer road trip from France, from south of France, in their new Tesla Model Three, and they're stuck. I'm curious, Wendy, if you get a chance to jump back on there, is that because of the virus, or is there like weather? What What's the reason for that? that wow, <laughs> that's uh, that's rough. Yeah, that's rough. But uh, yeah, man, I guys, I appreciate all the comments. Um, you know that you guys have left. Uh, it really, it really helps and makes us feel like we're we're doing something that that's of value. And you guys take the time to write like that. That means a lot. Um, to us and uh, Peter, um, I mean, and Marty, I mean, I'm 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 pretty much wrapped up on my end here. Do you guys have anything else you want to cover uh, today? You know, there was a question earlier on, and, I, and I'm not sure if I'm going to find it when I scroll through it real quick. But it was about the Cybertruck. Um, I think it was Nick James, actually. Thank you for that question, Nick. Um, oh, and yeah, right. know, the question was was really about um, you know, there's a lot of talk about you know what we saw as the prototype, which truly was a prototype, right? Um, and, and the fact that it's not necessarily street legal. Um, well, I mean, I think time will tell, right? I mean, we're a couple of years away from that, uh, especially as it relates to the mirrors and whether or not we'll be able to get some advancements and, and see that the cameras will be able to serve as safe mirrors the way that um, Europe has evolved that standard, right? I think the uh, Audi e-tron um, has uh, digital mirrors, uh, at least in Europe it does anyway, not here, of course. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll see some of that emerge. Um, I mentioned this last week, too, about how, you know, GM made some pretty bold announcements around all of the advancements they're making with their um, electronic vehicles and their platform. That's going to be good for all of us because, you know, they're going to want to do things to differentiate. Um, The industry is going to want to do things to differentiate, and that's going to help to um, kind of push the envelope a little bit around those kinds of technologies. Now, the question I have, I think, is it'll be interesting to see is, um, how does the crumple zone work on a steel vehicle, right? I mean, that, that'll be that'll be really curious to see how all that plays out. But well, I think that's what um, Nick was saying here in this comment. He was saying because of the the super strong body, right. how are they going to make that legal? I mean, they, yeah, they don't want someone hitting a battering ram when you when you hit a battery <laughs> truck. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that is something. I guess the one thing I would say is, um, you know, perhaps we can see a little lesson from the Starship thing that just blew up. <laughs> that thing crumpled pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe we'll borrow a little space technology soon, yeah. uh, for uh, steel hey, crumpling. Mike, Michael Jones. Uh, so I'll put the link to the Facebook group down below in the chat. So if, if any of you guys haven't joined our group yet, uh, that'll all be down below um, after this. Once this once this stops being live, um, I'll put that down below so you guys can all see that. And, and again, definitely join because you get an insight on everything when you're part of the circle. So. Good. Right on, guys. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. I, again, thank you guys, at Marty, for putting this on and, and, and getting us all together. And obviously, Peter, for starring on our show that we're just, just getting going. You make us look good on here. Thank you very much. Awesome. <laughs> hey, it's a pleasure. I love talking Tesla. I'll do it anytime. Yeah, we can tell. We can tell for sure. So any last-minute thoughts you want to leave us with, Peter? Um, I would say if anyone's on the fence about getting it, uh, give it some serious consideration. Um, I think Tesla is a fine car maker. There's some people out there that love to shoot holes in the Tesla story. But look, uh, do you really think we're going to be driving ICE vehicles 10, 15, 20 years from now? Tesla is so far ahead 
of all the other car companies right now. I, I hope GM does develop some of their cars. I think the Volt and the Bolt were uh, leaders in their day, and they're still plugging ahead. But um, I, I'm just a, a Tesla man tried and true. I, I know uh, Elon makes uh, headlines sometimes, uh, sometimes negative headlines. But, you know, think about some of the uh, people from our past that have come up with unusual and fantastic inventions. They've all been a little bit quirky, and Elon fits oh, that mold. Very yeah. Anything controversial is usually a good thing. Right, they're disruptors. He's a disruptor. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, ImageWire, and, and they're going to, you know, we're a little bit delayed on the comments coming in through here, but ImageWire yeah. just said the 2020.12 dropped. So, I think we got to wrap this thing up, Cody, because if that's the uh, update that's on my car, I got to go take care of that. <laughs> Which oh, makes perfect sense. Me, you guys, are getting seriously. delivered. <laughs> Everybody check their phone live right now. Everybody check their phone. Who all has it? Do you have it, Peter? I'm we're looking. My, my car is waking up. It's waking up. I do not have it. I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll let you know. I'm on. All right, right. let us yeah, let us know. One. All right, guys. No, no go. No, no, no joy. No. All right. Well, we're going to be keeping you guys posted. Like one of my someone, one of my people definitely have it around. Oh, I Marty. Well, we we'll definitely have it. So if I don't have it in my car, I'm going to go find it on another people's car, and we're going to get this done. So. All right, guys, listen, we're going to wrap up the video. Thanks for being here. We'll announce on Facebook when our next uh, live view is coming up. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you guys soon.